Well, guys, we are back with another episode of the Slinging Stones podcast, uh, brought to you by The Thrive Ministry. My name's Andy Branham. I do not have Luke with me tonight, but Luke is south with uh, the Cornerstone Chargers. They are playing their first football game of the season tomorrow night. He is a chaplain for them, so unbelievable uh, opportunity he gets to get to speak in you know to those boys lives and you know just uh minister to them and it's going to be a blessing to see what they get to do throughout the uh the re- this year and the future but we are definitely missing luke um we haven't been here for a couple weeks but uh you know if you missed the collaboration podcast with the caleb's podcast that we did it was an unbelievable talking um an hour of talking hour and 20 minutes of talking talking through um, the issues with cultural Christianity. So go back, check that out. If you don't know where to find it, go to Google Cast, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify. Uh, you can go to www.thethriveministry.com. Every podcast is uploaded there as well. Uh, also, got the blessing and opportunity to be on uh, the Redeemed uh, podcast, and that episode is up and running at the Redeemed Man podcast. And it was a great opportunity to talk with. Nathan Dewberry and just kind of share my testimony and share what Thrive is and what God has placed in in my life with Thrive and that kind of stuff like that. And tickets are sold out. If you missed to get a ticket, tickets are sold out. But this upcoming Thursday, uh, a week from tonight, uh, Luke and I will be in Columbus, Georgia, kind of down there hanging out with 600 men and Tim Tebow. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, if you didn't get a ticket, man, you missed out. That is your loss. A uh, couple things coming up. Our buddy Clint Manlove up in New Paris, Ohio. They've got their men's fishing derby. This is Saturday, August 19th. So this is right coming up this weekend. Um, it's from 12 to noon at Camp Mahaniham. If I said that correctly, Clint, you have not corrected me yet. I, I'm waiting on the phone call. But go to 6336 Guy Murray Road in New Paris, Ohio. Go catch you some fish. Don't bring a boater's license. Don't bring a boat. They're fishing from the bank. Um, go get God's word. Go get some food. Just go hang out. It's it's good opportunity. But no lies on how big the fish was. Um, the next thing is February 24th of next year. It's already coming around. You can uh, join us for the second annual Survival Men's Conference down at South Shelby Baptist Church. It's a free event. You can go to SouthShelbyBaptist.com, click on the little uh, drop-down tab, click on uh, Ministries, click on Moss, and you can register. Uh, we're going to have the Bear Man, Jim Vanstenhouse, who has got an amazing testimony of just being attacked and surviving a bear attack. And it's just going to be an awesome night of food, fellowship, and fun. And we're also going to have Grayson Littleton. Uh, Grayson is uh, is is a local guy from our church. He's moved away for a couple of years, but he is uh, an outstanding young man. His dad, his family, they're all great people. But, um, yeah, check out those two events. You know, just come hang out as much as possible. And, uh, you know, just get involved with a men's event. Um so, without further ado, we do have a guest. I'm not alone. I'm not doing this by myself. I'm not talking to the wall. Um, we have one of a guy that, since I've met him, it's been an unbelievable just journey, just seeing the growth and just just being a part of what they've got going on. But you hear Luke and I talk about cultivate, cultivate men, cultivate church. And so we have one of the pastors. We have what we call one of the Brandons or one of the brand eyes. Um, we have Pastor Brandon Dahls from Cultivate on with us. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? 
good, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Well, we have we have really enjoyed no, getting to know you, getting to know uh, Pastor Brandon Matthews, and just getting to know the men in your church. I think three times a year, Luke and I look really forward to not only going to cultivate to eat some free food, possibly win a door prize, but also to listen to the convicting word that seems to be every time that we step into that place, we are blessed with, with what God has to say through one of the pastors that y'all have put on stage and the worship's awesome. I mean, it is, it is a powerful experience and you know, y'all do it what three times a year, every third or fourth month. Yeah, it's, uh, so that's correct. We do one in the, one in the spring, um, one in the summer, and then our, our next gathering is actually going to be November the 12th. Um, and, and actually, I was reminded this just this past week that it'll actually be our, our one-year uh, anniversary, I guess you could say, of, of starting this uh, movement for men in our church. And so we're really excited about that. Man, one year. It seems like it was just yesterday. Um, but, you know, talking about – you know, cultivate, you know, I, we, you have two campuses, you have one in Columbiana where I live, I live in Columbiana, Shelby, and then you have one in Alabaster, which is, you know, a little bit bigger city than Columbiana, but <laughs> what, what was the thought process between, I know, I know you and Brandon Matthews, y'all, y'all both probably created this thing and, 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 you know, had these ideas hit, but what were the, the thought process behind creating this men's ministry? Yeah, so, um, man, we're, you know, I don't think you, you have to have your head in a hole to, to, to realize we're not living in, you know, the, uh, we're living in a culture that is, um, you know, anti-masculinity to a large degree. Um, and we, we just began to realize that the, the, the family units under attack, it's always been, right, the, you know, the, uh, the, the way that. The, the way God communicated his love to the world was through marriage, right? He's the groom, we're the bride. Um, and, and, and the greatest attack on, uh, on the world, I think, and one of the greatest attacks on Christianity and the faith could be attack against marriage and attack against um, men. I don't know, man, you can turn on television. Every television show you look at, um, uh, the, the father is, is the dopey, uh, stupid, dumb man and, everybody's smarter than him and uh you know culture has just done a really really good job at attacking manhood um and i just believe this i believe that so goes the man uh so goes the family so goes the community and uh we're, we're really really intentional on trying to reach men uh you know you you can read statistics they, i think they say you probably know better than me but they they say statistically uh it's over 90 percent of the family that'll that'll eventually trust in jesus uh, become Christians if the man lead, leads the way. And, um, you know, in the South, most churches are predominantly female. Mm. Um, and historically, I grew up in a, a small Baptist church. Historically speaking, most churches you walk into are very female-driven. There's flowers everywhere. It smells kind of feminine. Um, you know, it looks kind of feminine. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just real intentional on going, how, how can we reach the men in the community? And I think if we can reach the men, we can reach their kids, we can reach their spouses, uh, and we can really see uh, the gospel make a difference in the community. So that really began to be the heart behind starting this particular ministry um, in our church. 
Um, you know, there's a passage of scripture in Nehemiah 4, uh, verse 14, that he stands up and he tells the people not to be afraid, not to be afraid of them or uh, the, the, the opposite side. He said, remember how awesome our God is, right? Remember the Lord who's great and awesome. And he tells them to fight for their families, for their sons, for their daughters, for their wives, for their homes. Uh, and that's really kind of the rally cry for us uh, as a men's ministry here at Cultivate Church is just to remind people to stand up and remind men to stand up and fight um, for their families, fight what God's given them, fight what God for, fight for what God's called them to. Well, you know, you make a good point. You know, one of the things that I, I find distressing about men nowadays is we don't challenge ourselves. We, we If something becomes a touch hard, we kind of give up on it. Or if it's, you know, just like Christianity, if we, if we have this salvation moment and we, you know, come to Christ, but, you know, hey, I don't want to read my Bible. That's too hard. Or I don't want to do this because that's too hard. It it just seems like we're weak in our intentionality. We're weak in our in our conviction to become better godly men, and you know that's that's a little upsetting. You know because I've heard many men go, "Well, I'm just not a reader." Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> how are you going to learn about God and God's Word if you're not a reader? Um, so you know, and I love you know that's one of the things you know kind of bringing this to a point right there is is what I love about you know the the sermons that y'all presented in the the cultivate men's services is always convicting it doesn't sugarcoat anything um it's it's straight to the face it's in your face it's it's wow. going to it's going to knock you on your rear end if it has to and make you kind of look in the mirror and go well that guy I didn't like very much I need we need to God I need you to change this um, yeah, and it, it doesn't matter who's standing up there and who's presenting it. Um, you know, I, I think you and, and, uh, pastor Brandon was just have, were awesome. And even the first one, I think it was y'all's mentor. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. remember his name, but it was yeah, Frankie Powell. He's I mean, our, uh, he's our pastor. Yeah. He threw some just gauntlets down and I loved it. And, um, you know, so when you're let, when you're speaking to men, um, you know, when you've got this event, you know, what, what's the, what's the, almost the motivation or the encouragement to bring such a powerful message, you know, cause a lot of churches will kind of sugarcoat it down so they won't scare anybody off. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think men need to be challenged. I think, uh, I think part of, uh, of mining masculinity out per se, I guess you could call it that or digging up uh, masculinity within men is, is, is really just calling out of them what God's already placed in them. Um, and I think there's a time and place for it, right? And uh, I think especially in these gatherings, men need to be challenged. They need to be challenged to step up and be men. They need to be challenged to step up. That it's not a, um, it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a weak thing um, to, to prioritize your faith. Um, as a matter of fact, we're living in a culture where honestly it's, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of, uh, a lot of grit, um, to, to stand up in the face of a culture, um, and say, man, you know what, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Um, and, and then actually walk that out on a consistent basis. It's one thing to go, yeah, I might, you know, I might show up on a Sunday or, uh, you know, they say on average right now, I think statistics are saying that an average church attender, uh, comes twice a month. Oh, wow. Uh, that's, that's even, in, that's even in the South, man. Uh, and we, you know, I'm a pastor, I pastor a church here in Shelby County and, 
um, we see we see those statistics. We can see that uh, wrapped around in, in families and things. And uh, man, and, and we just want to challenge men to go listen. Unless unless God's first in your life, uh, you know, we want to call ourselves believers. There was a season in which it was a popular thing to call yourself a Christian in America. That's increasingly becoming less and less popular um, to call yourself that. And um, as a man, am I going to be able to stand up and uh, be able to call myself that, stand that, live that, look that, uh, even when it might be a minority thing to do? Um, and, and and that's what we're calling out of people in, in these gatherings. We, you know, we're, we're calling men to be men. Uh, and, and, and that's going to require men to, you know, um, to humble themselves under the hand of God, to actually actually confess to, the, you know, to somebody, the world, that there's something bigger in this world than my ego or, or my own preconceived ideas and wants and desires. And I think in, the, in, in American culture, especially in American Christianity, I think that's a, uh, that's a hard thing to find. Uh, it's really easy to try to uh, develop a gospel that's all about me. Yeah. Um, and man, that's just a false thing, man. It's all about Jesus. And that's what we're trying to really uh, drive home into the men of our church. Well, what are y'all, so what are y'all doing just on an accountability standpoint? I know y'all have a small group. I know y'all, I've seen the book and, and, you know, um, you know, Luke and I don't attend it, but, you know, tell us a little bit about the small group and the accountability side of it and connecting these guys into accountability partners and being intentional in mm-hmm. creating that atmosphere. Yeah. So, you know, really the, the model behind our, our, our entire church is, um, is, is, is almost like a Pauline model to follow me as I follow Christ. Right. He says that, uh, in, in first Corinthians, he says, Hey, you need to imitate me as I imitate Christ. And, um, and so we, we call it here at Cultivate, we call it relational discipleship. Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning, you know, we're, there is time and place for, um, for Bible studies and all of those things. There is time and place for that. And we need those things, but, Ultimately, when we get to heaven, um, God's not going to, you know, there's not going to be a list on how many Bible verses did I memorize over the course of my life. It, it's it's going to be, did you live it out, right? Jesus even said, he said, there's going to come a day. He said this in the Gospels. He said, there's going to come a day when there's many people that are going to say, but I did this in your name, and I did this in your name, and God, I, I, you know, performed miracles in your name. Name it, fill in the blank, right? We did all of these things in the name of Jesus, and he's going to say, yeah, but you didn't know me. You didn't have a relationship with me. And that's the ultimate thing. So we believe that, you know, follow me as I follow Christ, this relational discipleship model that um, it's easier to lead people into a relationship with Jesus when I'm actually authentically walking that out. Um, And so we have small groups um, in the fall. We got a fall semester coming up. Um, And our fall semester, as far as men go, we we lead a Bible study. It's actually a book study uh, called The Model Man. Um, It's an incredible book. It's it's been out for uh, a decade or two, uh, but it's just a really good uh, discipleship process on how to be a model man, how to how to honor God with your life, and how to lead your family well, and how to um, uh, how to live a life of faith. And so, it's a six week study. Uh, so most of our men's groups they meet um, a lot of them meet every week, but a lot of them meet every other week, uh, and they'll walk through that study together. And then we do, we do that every fall. Uh, so every fall, all of our men in our men's groups are going through that particular uh, book study. And it's a really great discipleship model. Uh, and then the other semesters, we do semesters at our church. So we'll have a spring semester, a summer semester, and a fall semester. Um, and the other semesters are kind of, um, they're more so less 
that and more so some people still do the model man but they're more relational groups uh or 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 vice versa we call them open market groups they'll kind of do what they want but the whole goal is to just be in relationship with other men who are striving to live a life of faith and make a difference in their community and lead their families well and so uh you know they're serving together at the church in some way some form some fashion and then uh and then outside of the church outside of the four walls they're just doing life together Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be at the ballpark or with their kids during the week or, um, you know, some other hobby that they're a part of. We just ask them to take Jesus with them and to, and to model what, what faith looks like, that hopefully uh, their faith goes beyond an hour on a Sunday morning. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, one thing that just I just I love watching with y'all at Cultivate is, is today's time, there is not a whole lot of pastors that will dive and, and, and show – the, the that shows the love and the encouragement and even the time towards men's ministries. Um, you know, a lot of churches are are having to be forced to do it, or are or just now like seeing that. Well, maybe we should give our men just a little bit. And you know, you have some great you know you have some great ministries now that are going around and starting these curriculums and starting this 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 enthusiasm about it. But to see churches go and like yours and see it actually take the reins and say, you know what? We don't need someone to come build a curriculum. We can do this here. We can encourage here and promote here within. Um, yeah. And that takes a lot of courage in itself. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. Men's ministry is hard work. Uh, you know, uh, well, there's a reason why there really is a legitimate reason why, you know, when I talked earlier about uh, churches being predominantly female or, you know, uh, you know, we have a, we have an incredible women's ministry here at, at Cultivate. They do an incredible job, but um, uh, it, it's a lot easier to gather women than it is to gather men. Amen. And so the, the reason that uh, the reason that a lot of churches struggle to uh, to build men's ministry and it's because it's hard. <laughs> it's just not easy, uh, and a lot of times you're fighting against the grain and you're flowing up up upstream, and it, uh, it it takes a lot of energy and it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of resource. And, um, and, 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 and that's not always the easy step. It's not always the easy thing to do. And you've got to be willing to dig ditches until you see the fruit. And, um, a lot of times, man, you know, we're in a culture that if it's not microwavable, if it's not quick and fast and, and to the point, then, you know, it's easy to just move on to the next thing. But I just think, man, there's, that's a ditch worth digging. Um, it's worth reaching in and, and discipling men because the truth is, man, uh, if you can disciple a handful of men. The true, the reality is, one well discipled man could mean hundreds and hundreds of people coming to faith. And I know that's true with women. I'm not d- d- downgrading women's ministry, but I just know the value, the influence that men carry in their communities and in the, uh, and in their families. And man, if we could if we could harness that reality, if we could harness that power, uh, I just think it, it 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 could mean generations of people coming to faith in a community. So. Oh yeah, absolutely, and and yeah, I mean, <laughs> you have the same. You, I can hear the passion in your voice, uh, just about it. You know, when when y'all when cultivate came to the thought process of of, of this church being created, um, tell us a little bit about what who Brandon Doss is, who Pastor Brandon Doss is, and how cultivate actually came to be. So we can kind of see the front end of, of where Cultivate Men came from. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I came to faith. I was 13 years old. 
when uh, I came to faith in Jesus and and really, really quick, early on in my life, I knew I was going to be a pastor. Um, I mean, a year to the date of coming to faith, I just uh, felt the call of God on my life, uh, communicated with my pastor, said, hey, I think I, I feel like I want to do this the rest of my life. Um, and just began the, the process of being discipled and submitting myself to leadership and authority in my life and um, and just knew early on that I was I had no clue what that looked like. I grew up in a small Baptist church, um, and you know I had never even seen a vocational pastor. All of my pastors were bivocational my entire life uh, by choice. They wanted to be. I had no clue what that even looked like, but I knew that in my heart that's what I wanted to do with my life. And um, and so uh, right out of high school, uh, I, I started working in the local church. God just began to birth a dream in me to plant churches, to start new churches. I didn't even know that terminology, planting churches. I had no clue what that even looked like. I didn't have a compass to help figure that part out. I just wasn't, it just wasn't in my world, right? Um, but I knew that's what I wanted to do. And um, so began to work in churches, served in churches. Brandon Matthews and I, we met each other in high school, started doing ministry together, actually served on staff at the same church. Um, it was a very small church when we uh, started uh, working there, uh, both of us, you know, right out of high school. Uh, I was in Bible college and, um, and just, they had, they were willing to take a chance on us partly because they couldn't, they couldn't afford anything. And, uh, so they, they allowed us to come on staff at that church and we just began serving and loving kids and God blessed it. Uh, lots of people gave their heart to the Lord. Lots of people got saved in that season and, um, and out of that season, I just knew that God began to birth a, a, a heart uh, in me for just purpose. You know, I don't know if you've ever, uh, gotten to a place in your life where you just felt like you were spinning your wheels. Oh yeah. Uh, we had kind of, we had kind of gotten to that place. We loved the Lord. Um, we loved, uh, you know, what he had done, man, salvation wasn't a question. Like we knew that God had just changed our lives and radically changed our lives, but man, we were just in a rut. And, um, and the Lord just, began to reveal to us there's lots and lots of people that are in ruts in in this world they're going through the motions they're just going through life um they get up every day and go to a job that they don't like to make money uh to try to impress people that they don't like and they live their entire lives doing that thing in hopes that in our in our culture the american dream in hopes that maybe one day we'll acquire enough money uh to retire by ourselves on an island somewhere away from everybody and the American dream is, is anti the gospel. Mm-hmm. And um, we just began to see that and recognize that. And so if you've been around Cultivate for very long, you, we say it all the time, discover what it means to live your life on purpose. Um, and so as, as God began to birth new purpose inside of us, um, we just began to see what church could be and what we had hoped it could be. Not that there was anything wrong with inherently with uh, the churches that we saw in communities. Um, we didn't believe God was bringing us to a community uh, to be, quote-unquote, the church. We know that we're a piece of what God is doing in the local church. Um, but we knew that God was calling us uh, to, to birth a church um, that would reach people far from God. And so um, our church is, was designed and developed and thought through that process. You know, our, uh, our church is, is, is geared. Um, it was birthed with the idea that people that were hurt in church or de-churched or far from God uh, would find a place and hear the gospel. Uh, so my hope is every single week that somebody would walk out of Cultivate that's kicking their tires on the faith and go, you know what, that wasn't so bad. I could probably do that. And then 
and then show up the next week and then show up the next week. And before you know it, man, they've, they've given their heart to the Lord and, and they're being discipled and they're being challenged in their faith and they're growing um, and, and they're reaching other people in their spheres of influence. And so that's the hope that, uh, that the gospel just radically changes people's lives. And so that's what we did. We started the church in 2012. Um, it was a slow go, man. Uh, you know, we launched in 2012 in Thompson High School here in Alabaster. And, um, you know, 2000, by the end of 2013, uh, we were being removed from that high school um, because the school system had moved out. They had become their own school system. They were canceling all leases. And, bro, within uh, – we had eight weeks to get out of the high school and find a new place. Um, we thought the board was killing our church. Uh, what church has uh, can find a new building to get into in eight weeks? Um, luckily, we didn't know it, but it was God blessing our church. that We were right at, you know, 85, 90, 100 people at the time. And, um, you know, we moved into this little facility that we could find. It was the only place we could find in eight weeks. We renovated 5,000 square foot space. Um launched in 2014 uh, in that permanent space uh, 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 Sunday morning worship experience and God just began to bless it so we went from 100 to uh, 200 to 300 at, at one time we were running 600 people through uh, through 5,000 square feet of space and that's just uh, I don't know if, if people are thinking through can can kind of scale that out that just doesn't fit very well <laughs> the fire mar- um, the fire marshal probably hated y'all <laughs> yeah uh we were we were breaking a lot of rules in that little bitty space we were worshiping doing three worship times every sunday uh but you know we were god was blessing our church lots of people were coming to faith but we didn't there was no space to to, to, to get a bigger space and we frankly just didn't have the money to go build and uh in shelby county the land was expensive around alabaster and and so uh, we just began to look at our demographic and realized that we had a little over 100 people that were driving from Shelby in the lake area around Shelby County, Wilsonville. Um, and we just approached those people and said, hey, what if we planted a campus in Columbiana? What if that was a possibility? Um, and, you know, lots of people were excited about that. And so in 2018, uh, as a result of just not having any space, and, and, and really demographically, our largest demographic outside of this part of town was coming from that part of Shelby County. And so we planted a campus in Columbiana in 2018 uh, just really to alleviate space in Alabaster and create a space for people that some of them were driving 45 minutes to come to church uh, in Alabaster. And so we were able to help that, and uh, now they're driving 15 or 20 minutes to church. And so it made a, a big a big. Uh, uh, it was a big help in that area. God began to bless it, and uh, you know that campus has thrived and it's grown. And uh, we're you know we're just we're just trying to trying our best to to do our part uh, of of bringing the gospel to Shelby County. There are incredible churches all over Shelby County, and it is an honor for us just to partner with them and to, uh, and to reach people with the gospel. We know that there's lots of people that'll come to our church that'll never step foot in another church, and there's a lot of people that would never step foot in Cultivate. Man, that would that other churches are going to reach. And so it's just an honor to, to, uh, to spread the gospel together. Well, you know, and that's, you mentioned the partnership with the other churches, you know, one of the, I mean, one of the things that just really touched me when, when I was running the men's ministry at South Shelby, you know, we had the big wild game dinner and, and, you know, I I knew, you know, Sanchez that, that goes to y'all's church and, 
and I knew he was coming, but I didn't know who's bringing an entourage of about 10 to 15 cultivate guys. And, <laughs> you know, it was, it was a blessing to have y'all. I mean, it, it was, it was, you know, y'all, y'all came in, you kind of made yourself at home, you know, even this past year, this first survival conference, y'all, you and Sanchez were sitting, you know, second, third row, but sure. you know, that's the thing is you know, you made, you made the comment about partnering, you know, a lot of churches and a lot of people in the churches are so boundary driven. You know, there's walls up, there's fences is no, I'm not going over there. I'm not walking. I'm not, you know, I'm not darkening the door there. Um, to me, that's kind of the, that's, that's the most fun and most blessing that I, that Luke and I, and even Jeff Evans, Mitsubishi that we get is we go and meet people and we love the conversations we have just with different guys in different, we, we have gone to churches. We went to a crawfish bowl and I'm not kidding you. We didn't know anybody there. We were yeah. told there on a whim and man, we ate some crawfish with some good guys and we loved it. <laughs> so it's awesome. But, yeah, bro. Listen, we we tell we tell our church this. We say honestly, we actually say this every single week at our church um, that there's there are incredible churches all over Shelby County. Uh, we are a part of the local church. Um, it's not about a street corner. It's not about a logo. We are all going to reach heaven together one day. Mm. Uh, and the truth is, we're going to get to heaven one day. And I think the Lord is going to correct us all on how we acted uh, <laughs> down here. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of it's in our denominations and affiliations and street corners and logos and all the stuff that, that separate us. And I mean, the world looks at that and laughs. Um, culture looks at us and, and thinks how in the world when they can't even agree on fill in the blank doctrine, how in the world, they, you know, can they say they follow this one true God? And, uh, and you know, we're just, you know, we're very open handed. Uh, and, you know, we talk about uh, what that what we mean by that is we're very open handed in uh, in a lot of what we what we teach and do and man if we can rally around the gospel of Jesus that he lived a perfect sinless life that he died on the cross for your sin and for my sin that all of us have fallen short of the glory of God and there's not a one of us that are on try number one at this thing we all need a savior and his name is Jesus if we can rally around that then God's gonna correct us when we get to heaven on all the other stuff you know what I mean absolutely and and you know. I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, hearing the passion, seeing the, the energy that comes and exudes through you and pastor Brandon, it just is amazing. Just every time we go, you know, we're, we're excited to see y'all because y'all are truly an example of someone that's striving and continuing to, to work towards that eternal prize, as it says in First Corinthians nine twenty four through twenty seven, not yeah. not doing something that's worthless, not beating the air like a boxer, but doing something that's worth the eternal prize, and yeah. you know, just seeing the passion that comes about, seeing the uh, the the you know the sermon series, I, you know, I kind of watch and you know, I really I really laughed the other day. Uh, I, I showed my wife, and I'm not I'm not calling you out because it's on Facebook. Um, y'all's little, uh, family matters, uh, spoof. That was, that's hilarious. I mean, that (laughs) I, 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 I I laughed hard at that one right there, but it it looks like that was like back in the day when y'all did that. Yeah, that was, that was a few years ago. We actually did a series, uh, on family matters, a series on the family. Mm. Uh, and 
so we our creative team got together and we we reenacted the the uh, intro to family matters so that, it, that was a lot it, of fun it was it was it was fun to watch so let me ask you this so you may not be you may not be able to you know release it yet but what is the theme? You know, you've got a theme every time that uh, cultivate men gather, and and I love yeah. I love it. I love just seeing and, and and trying to anticipate what the word is coming. Uh, but what is the theme for the November gathering? Yeah, so the theme's actually warrior. Oh, wow. um, is, is is the theme. So um, we've I've got a good friend of mine who is a retired military chaplain, named Scott McChrystal. Um, and he, he actually lives up in Missouri. He's been a friend of mine. I do a lot of work with military chaplains and, um, that word, that name McChrystal, uh, his brother uh, was general McChrystal back. He was the head of the military when, uh, or when, uh, nine 11 hit all that stuff happened. Mm. Uh, but Scott has an incredible story of faith and, uh, and it's just an incredible communicator, uh, in rallying men. Uh, he has a ministry called the warrior's journey. And um, and he's going to come. He's going to share his faith, and he's going to share his story, uh, and just challenge men to step up. And again, just challenge guys to be men, uh, to step up, and not to be afraid to be masculine, not to be afraid to be what God's called us to be. That there is a place in our culture for men to be men, uh, and it makes the difference uh, in our families. And so uh, that's that's our theme coming up in November. Well, remind me, remind me to introduce you to the guy who's running Moss, the men of South Shelby, because he is a military chaplain or was. Um, oh, cool. So I think when you mentioned that, I was yeah, like, yeah, I would love to meet I him. I was like, I was like, he would, him and Dean would get along, but, uh, but no, that is, that is awesome. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited just to go and see some of the guys that we like to hang out with and pick on. And, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's just a good gathering. There's always some cornhole. There's always some, ping pong or i think last time y'all had putt putt going um, yeah 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 we're gonna there's always gonna be some good food there's gonna be something fun going on we're usually gonna give some kind of door prize away something fun i'm sure it'll be uh hunting season's just around the corner so i'm sure we'll find some kind of cool thing to give away um and really all of it's just an opportunity to to get to know somebody new and to realize man you know men are ironically most men are pretty introverted they don't like uh, they don't it's, it's hard for them to get to know somebody but we try to make it as an inviting environment as it can be they're going to eat some good food uh and just and, and have an incredible time of worship so um so you know i, I would love to see anybody want to come well if, and and, uh, and we would we would definitely agree i mean we we when we start promoting it which we already been promoting november um you know that's the one thing that we we say is is guys if you want a place where you're going to feel absolutely at home as soon as you walk in my goodness that that place right there it's like a warm blanket on a cold day it's it's perfect <laughs> just great. to just to hang out i mean there's not a guy you won't meet a stranger which i know a lot of the guys in there just from connections but man it it really is just it, it feels like home it really does um awesome so um just real quick, I I, I, I want to touch base. Um, you do have a women's deal, and and what it's called, she. It's called she. Yep. And and man, and I have seen just absolute. I mean, I've seen the photos and the post, and it looks absolutely packed out every time, and that's impressive. Yeah. And and I hope yeah. I hope that those women are are led by a man when it comes to having a husband and, and going into the church. Yeah, there is an incre- they do an incredible job at reaching uh, women, really, all across Shelby County. Hundreds and hundreds of women gather. They meet, actually, um, we meet three times a year with our men's ministry. Uh, she actually meets every two months. 
they've actually got a gathering coming up August 28th, I believe. It's just, it's just this next week or so. Um, and it's an incredible ministry uh, to women all across Shelby County. Uh, they show the gospel every, I mean, women give their heart to the Lord literally every time they gather together. Oh, wow. Um, it really is an incredible ministry. They do a great job. Well, that's, that's, that's awesome to hear that, that you're hitting all facets of it, uh, there at Cultivate. Um, are, are, well, I mean, would the men ever move into more, more events a year? Uh, potentially if there's a need for it, you know, you know, men and women, it's what I tell people all the time. We're the same, but we're different. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, and um, and it's okay. That's a good thing. So we, you know, uh, gathering. We're working hard to gather these uh, these three gatherings a year. Uh, and at the moment, we feel like it sustains pretty well. Um, but you know, if the Lord the Lord leads and guides, and and there's enough, uh, you know, if it, the need presents itself, then sure, we would. You know, we're not a, we're not against doing uh, more gatherings. But the hope is really the hope out of these gatherings. We tell people this on a Sunday morning too. Uh, you know, this is great. It's awesome to come and be inspired and to, uh, to to worship Jesus together. But really, life change happens in the context of community. You know, James chapter 5 says this, for us to confess our sins to one another, to pray for one another so that we can be healed. And so we tell people this all the time. You know, we're not – salvation comes through Jesus. We recognize that. The gospel tells us that. The Word of God reminds us. It's by grace alone, through faith alone, through Jesus. The blood of Jesus applied to our life saves us. But God designed us in a way that we should never do life to get, uh, never do life on our own. So, so salvation comes through Jesus, but we have been designed in such a way that healing comes through community. Healing comes through relationship. So confess your sins and pray for one another so you can be what? Healed. And so that's why, bro, that's why people give their heart to Jesus, but still find, but still find themselves in addiction. That's why people get saved, but still, but, but still struggle with depression and anxiety and, and things in their lives because they isolate themselves away from community. And so healing comes through community. And so really the whole point of these gatherings is to drive people into some sort of personal community that they would meet another man. They would meet somebody else that they can do life with, go hunting with, uh, whatever it is that they would do, that they can outside of the four walls of the church do life with people, and so really the uh, the goal behind uh, these three gatherings is to drive them into small groups, drive them into community, and to hopefully uh, disciple one another, hold each other accountable in their every single day lives. Man, that's that's you couldn't have said. I mean, I couldn't even if I had a, a year to write it, I couldn't have wrote it better or said it better. That is awesome. <laughs> um, so for those that are listening, you know. Every time that we have a podcast, every time we get on air, it's an opportunity to that God, the Holy Spirit, is speaking through and 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 reaching somewhere. Um, you know, for those that are lost, those that are distanced, that chasm you you've allowed, you know, this distance from God, and it may be just a season that you know you just haven't understood or haven't you know kind of it hasn't dawned on you yet. You know, now's the time get get back to that closeness with God, get back to where you are absolutely latched on a hundred percent. And, and, you know, find, find another man, find someone to talk to, find someone to help guide you. You know, when you're having those bad days, have that accountability partner, but be intentional, be that, mm. have that intentionality that just, 
you know, is, is so vulnerable. I, I love the acronym of hot, uh, uh, humble, open, and transparent, and mm. it, it really does shed the layers. It breaks the walls, and it really it leaves you ready for anything that God's going to do for you, good do to you. Um, and those that do not have a relationship with our Lord and Savior, you know, a lot of people use a lot of people use. Um, they, they, they want, they want, you know, numbers to be collected and they just want that. But we truly want you to have a relationship with Christ. And absolutely that does not happen, you know, without just a straight, you've got to give him it all. He, he, he already started. He, he gave the process on the cross, the, the invitations there, accept it. If the Holy Spirit's pulling you, if the Holy Spirit's tugging you in a direction, you don't know what this feeling is. Maybe that's God talking to you, telling you to, "Hey, it's time." And the more you deny it, man, it's gonna get, it's gonna become less and less, and more and more faint. And man, at some point, you're gonna be able to deny it, and it's not even gonna be a pull to you. So don't waste the time because yeah. you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Um, I, I love how our pastor at our church says, "There, he's not on a retirement plan. We're on a rapture plan." Um, mm-hmm. you know, God could call us up tomorrow. He could call us up tonight. Who knows? But I do not want to be sitting around when everybody's called up. Um, yeah. so start that relationship. If you want to, if you do start that relationship and you don't know where to start after that, get a hold of us, let, let go to cultivate or go to South Shelby, go to a church, talk with a minister or talk with someone that's, you know, more spiritually mature than you are and let them, let them help you. A, a Timothy to Paul situation, you know, these situations, these relationships are those that can be garnered and can be led. And, you know, before you know it, you're reading two or three passages a day and you're not understanding it. Next thing you know, you are absolutely tearing the buffet up because you can't get enough of God. Um, yeah. I used to hate reading. I did. And now I've got a book, a library full of books that just, I can't get enough of God. And for those that think that Christianity is too hard for you, you are completely and utterly wrong and you need to give it a try. You need to accept what God is telling you to do and you need to dive in head first. No questions asked. Um, So what we're going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to pray us out. Uh, and right after we get through praying, we'll go through the final logistics of, uh, the episodes as we always do. Uh, but, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and yeah, God, I just thank you for this, this message, this opportunity just to talk to, um, pastor Brandon, the opportunity that he's, uh, had to glorify your kingdom by building and equipping and encouraging men, placing men in an, in a, in an opportunistic state to grow to you, uh, and grow in you. God, I pray for those out there that are lost, that are hurting. I pray that they that they come to you. I pray that you would lay healing and 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 comfort and peace in their situation. I pray for those that do not know you at all, that they feel the tug and they come to know you and they start the relationship tonight. They don't waste another opportunity and they give you all the glory and they give you all the praise and they make you Lord of all. God, I pray for Brandon. I pray for Cultivate. I pray for just all the churches around us. I pray that we find the opportunity to glorify you through men's ministries, women's ministries, uh, youth, teens, all that, all the young adults, all those ministries. I pray that we build you up and we grow the kingdom and we continue to evangelize 
as best way possible, you know, as it says in Matthew, to go and be disciples and make disciples. God, I'm thankful for tonight. I'm thankful for the platform that you place us in, a platform you place us on and through. And God, I just pray that we have safe travels, safe uh, weekend, and just a, a, a glorious uh, a glorious next couple weeks as we go throughout our life. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. So guys, Amen. no joke, Brandon Doss and Brandon Matthews, they're down at Cultivate. They have a Columbiana campus. It's right behind McDonald's. Um, That's right. And then the Alabaster campus is right next to Crunch Fitness, right there where the old, uh, what was that, a Bruno's? Yeah, I think so. I think it used to be a food world, food land. It's so, been a few things. So, yeah, if you turn on 119 in Alabaster, it's right there on the right. You'll see the shopping center. Uh, you, you, won't, you, won't be, you won't be an outcast. You'll be family before you make it to, oh, yeah. before you make it to the second set of doors. Yeah. Um, but also, if if you guys, if you're looking for anybody to speak, or any if you're if if you're a minister or somebody in a church, and you're looking to, you want to start your men's ministry, let Luke and I know. My email is Andy at thethriveministry.com, and Luke his email is Luke at thethriveministry.com. Let us know. We'd love to come speak to your men, come encourage your men. We'd love to help you build, you know, a men's ministry and a men's uh, curriculum towards the demographic of your men. And we just want to promote you, encourage you, and, and just equip you in the best way possible. Um, you can't equip anybody if you don't try. Um, you can't create anything if you don't try. So uh, don't don't be afraid to go to your pastor. If you feel like there's a men's ministry need in your church, go to your leadership and tell them. Be passionate about it. Make the bold step to it. Um but we also we we encourage everybody that if you've got a men's ministry, keep going. Don't let the don't let the trip ups hurt you. Don't let them just don't quit. Keep going. Keep building men up. Um, Brandon, it's been an absolute joy to talk with you and have you. I know we've been trying to do this for what about a month now. So yeah, <laughs> um, but it, it's been a blessing. And and man, y'all are doing great things. I I, I love everything that y'all are doing. I love y'all. I love you know the guys that that you know that I've I've met through the cultivate. Uh, uh, team and family and and man just just getting to know y'all it just it 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 really is it it really makes me feel warm at heart knowing that there are other godly men just in the area in the county that i live in that are just this passionate about growing and, and living for jesus awesome man it's been an honor uh thanks for bringing me on and just giving us a platform to share the gospel bro Yes, sir. Well, guys, y'all enjoy the night. And as we close out, uh, you know, as we always do, we miss Luke. He's going to try to get us uh, get back here for uh, next episode. But guys, thrive on and have a good night.